0: morning in cleveland it's a cleveland browns victory and it's a massive victory the browns were trading and we beat the ravens a divisional game wow and i'm here with jack duffin and ian right 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 guys how are you feeling
1: that was phenomenal um just absolutely incredible you're five snaps roughly into the game you're 14 nil down um it 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 didn't look dead, but it felt close to that. Then nearly at the halftime, it's like, oh, we didn't get a TD. They could have been back in the game. And uh, they just never gave up, um, which is a massive testament to just not just the team, the coaching staff. There is there is real, real belief. So uh, absolute buzzing. And uh, let's do it again.
0: Ian, how are you feeling, buddy?
2: It it was definitely like Jack said it was almost like a tale of two halves after the first half we were kind of like "Ugh!" Baltimore was doing everything they could to let the Browns back in the game interceptions blocked field goals and the Browns just could not get a touchdown on the board right three field goals and I think the team started believing the most so the Ravens came out there at halftime got the opening drive touchdown but the Browns that 17 play 75 yard drive right back at him going we're not done yet they brought it back to a 17 four, uh, 24 17 game with a two-point conversion and then to jack's point they just they kept believing i thought the coaching staff was able to weather that 14 nothing deficit pretty quickly and ultimately getting a win on the road against the ravens is no easy task The Browns were able to get it done. The Bengals choked against the Texans. Beautiful. The Steelers won a shin-kicking contest against the Packers. So, Jack, what's the scenario next week where if what two teams win, there's total chaos and carnage, but
1: the Browns are at the top? So we need the Thursday night football. We need the Bengals to win. And then we need the Browns to beat the Steelers. And that leads to Browns clear ahead of the division. Do think it's going to happen? Look, guys, let's just it I, a, um, I, I honestly believe that is the most likely outcome from those two games. Um, the Steelers are in a very weird position. They've been out-gained in yardage in all their games, and they're just lucking through it. Um, and the Ravens didn't look that good. The Bengals looked good, um, and they lost to just a really spunky uh, Texans team. Causes- listen, we're, we're,
2: before we move on to next week, listen, we just got to get this offensive tackle thing figured out. Cause it, it showed obviously in today's game, cause I know Paul's going to do the professional thing and bring us back to this game, but yeah, it's something we have now on tape, you know, James Hudson at right tackle. Uh, I believe it's Jaron Christian is I believe how you pronounce that Jaron Christian at left tackle, but we're going to have to get that figured out because next week the, 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 the TJ Watt Alonzo Highsmith or Alonzo Alex Highsmith combo is coming back into town.
0: Jack, um, any chance of
1: our tackles being back for the Steelers? I'd expect Jones to be back because there was some positivity that he might make the game. And if there's like mighty, and it wasn't, if he'd have been ruled out really early in the week, you expect it to come down to like will he, But the fact that there was even some hope early in the week, I think puts you in a good spot. Um, You never know with injuries, but I I expect Jones to be back. Um, We've obviously got no one else because we've got to miss at least three more games on IR, and who knows how long that will take. Okay, yeah, guys, like Ian said,
0: let's get a bit of composure. I know everyone's super excited. Um, My view is, guys, let's just take each game as it comes. We've got to beat the Steelers, one and zero next week. It doesn't matter where we are in the division as long as we keep winning. And I believe every single game that we've got left this season is a winnable game with the
1: Cleveland Browns. Would anyone disagree with that? that uh, this game today was by far, and I don't think it's even that close, our hardest game left on the schedule.
2: Yeah, Jack, Jack's 100% right. The Ravens are obviously one of the top teams in the NFL, and you went into their house. As we've seen, Browns fans, the ball is going to bounce a whole lot of different ways in a game, right? off a helmet intercepted, off a helmet touchdown, pick six to start it, pick six to end it. This is how the NFL is nowadays, right? There's a lot of passing. And I believe famously people used to say, in a running play, there's only two different outcomes for the thing, either positive or negative yards. In a passing situation, only one out of the three things are actually positive. And when you have all of these things going on, it's it's going to have these Bounces and these penalties, and some are for you, some against you. So, six
1: and three, eight games left. Buckle up. Here we go. But just on, you mentioned the remaining games. You've got Steelers, obviously, a really lucky team. Broncos, they suck. Rams, they suck. Jaguars are a good team, but they absolutely laid an egg today. The Bears suck. Texans, proper spunky. The Jets—you never know if Aaron Rodgers is going to come back, which just seems nuts—and then the Bengals to end the season. It, this isn't that tough. Every game, obviously, you can win, you can lose, but there has been a lot of grimmer run-ins to end a season than what the Browns are currently sound.
2: I think, regardless of opponent, right? I think a lot of people, real quick, early in the season, were quick to judge Kevin Stefanski and his coaching staff, and I don't just single out kevin Stefanski because i also think it's a combination of jim schwartz on defense and alex van pelt on offense jack i thought the game plan they went into today's game right with the ravens 35 minutes of possession 34 15 24 first downs 10 passing 12 rushing 8 of 16 on third down one of two on fourth down 373 total yards against the ravens right offensively, what they're doing is working. I mean, Jerome Ford averaged, I think, a little bit over six yards a carry today, 6.3. 17 carries, 107 yards, 28 of a long. So he's going to pop right in that four-yard average that we're looking for in terms of rushing efficiency. But it just felt like even in the first half, the Ravens weren't stopping the Browns as much as the Browns were stopping the Browns. So as long as we continue this game plan of almost – managing the offense and listen i get it watson in the second half was i think 14 of 14 which is incredible that's what you're looking for out of a top tier quarterback right they seem to have the right recipes going into each game i think that's why when we look at these remaining games left on the schedule we say if we have the right ingredients and we execute and don't beat ourselves paul we should win a lot more of these games than we lose yeah uh,
0: i be honest with you I'm excited. I may go to uh, L.A. Rams game. I'm like buzzing
1: right 2nd I'm looking at flights to go to L.A. And on, honestly, the goal is to get to 10 wins in a season. We've got seven of them already. That is a great position. To be. There is a chance you can get 10 wins and not make the playoffs. But that's just really, really bad luck if that's the outcome. If you get to 10 wins, that's a great season. Um, and it's uh, now talking about, can we get a little bit more than 10? Um, which, hey, is it's a joy to be talking about this position. And you think you're two and two with backup quarterbacks this season. If we just look at what we've had with a starting quarterback, it's five and, five and one. Um, that, that That's progress for the team. Yeah, it's tough because, like, guys
2: are in and out. And, you know, and listen, don't get me wrong, Watson took a beating today in terms of, you know, get- punched in the head by uh, Patrick Queen. So he's going to have to be smart because if he wants to hold up these next few games, you know, obviously we don't want to have to rely on the fighting PJ walkers and Dorian Thompson Robinson and his mom coming at you on Twitter, but like all the different things that have to go into a season, you got to keep your quarterback healthy, regardless of whether Watson's a top 15 quarterback, top 10 or top five, he needs to stay healthy because he's better than who's behind him.
1: Yeah. She hasn't apologized to me yet for, uh, saying I don't understand the third QB rule. She's too busy enjoying this winning streak. Uh, can like. you
2: just
0: elaborate on this, Jack? Did uh is it true that PJ Walker's mum had a go at
1: you? Uh, no, D- DTR's mum. So uh is- I-, I tweeted about the third quarterback rule and said um he's gonna be inactive but then if three corp, quarter- if the other two quarterbacks get injured he can play. And she came at me and said, no, if he's inactive, he can't play regardless of who's injured. And it was like, no, because – and and she basically, I don't think, understood that PJ Walker had been signed to the roster about a week or two earlier because she was explaining the rule as if he's on the practice squad. So, um, yeah.
0: She hey, I give her credit. With the
1: older uh, transaction report.
0: Listen, I give her credit yeah. for being a mom that involved. Yeah. to her. Jack, is she a friend of the show? No. Okay. Absolutely. Everybody's <laughs> a friend of our show. Anyone that does anyone that upsets Jack on, on Twitter is definitely a friend of the show. <laughs> Absolutely. She just doesn't know she's a friend. That's all. But maybe she's Exactly.
1: We'll bring her on. We can talk. Um overall offense. Like what just a, sorry, Jack's got one more point. Watson's stat on there. We're talking bigger picture. So last three games for Watson. Um, not including the Colts. So, stat from Anthony Jokey, friend of the show, um, over at the Dogland. Uh, sixty-six of ninety-seven, so sixty-eight percent completion. 721 yards, seven hundred and twenty-one yards, seventy Ds, one interception. It's progress. Adding not contact
2: to Titans, the Titans, the Cardinals, and the Ravens. Those are the three games that are included.
1: And it, it. it all we need to keep seeing is just keep getting a bit better every week um because yeah
2: it's not even that don't beat yourselves that's all it is you know those stupid turnovers no stupid fumbles you know james Prochet catch the ball the browns likely would have won this game still if Prochet just catches that ball i get it there's going to be turnovers and stuff in the nfl with deflections and stuff like that but sometimes the browns some of these stupid penalties and yada yada just stop beating yourself because to your point jack efficient offense Stefanski has proven over the years with Brissett and some of these guys, he can put together a game plan that's going to win. So I think, can we finally put the rest the Kevin Stefanski is not the right guy for the job. I mean, he's like 11 games over 500.
1: They're all getting extended at the end of this season. Suck it. Ah, please. oh, I'll do a parade around my house in my underwear for that. All right, guys, Free. guys, we are
0: probably got about two minutes left of our 15 minute show. Let's start breaking down the offense. And at the end of it, I want to talk about who you're going to give the uh, winning game ball to in that room. So, Jack, offence, what are we going to give him? Uh,
1: I'd give him an eight. Um, I think anytime you have a turnover, I don't think we can get into the tens and the discussions there. Um, if we were just grading the second half, it's an easy ten. Um, it was flawless. Um, other than Jerome Ford needed... A few more receiving yards for my bet, um, but outside of that, it, it was it was very much it was a great game. Um, obviously, could so easily go off the rails after that interception to begin the game, and that that is something that is just really positive. Yeah, I'd rather every time the defense starts, they don't give up a TD on the first drive, and that sort of stuff. But it's getting punched in the mouth and fighting back. So I I think an eight is really fair here um yeah just really impressed all round um the running game really worked um and nice to see Elijah Moore get involved in the pass game because that's last week it was Amari Cooper David Njoku and win nothing we saw a third piece
2: yeah I think it's I think eight's on par Paul because obviously with a pick six it's not like we can go really like a level for an offense um so yeah listen did Watson have some statistically amazing game in terms of yards passing and this is why I think a lot of times the statistical warriors a year from now when we look at this box score of 20 through 34 213 yards a touchdown interception you don't think wow but you don't realize that in the second half you know it was when the guy came alive and instead of being six of 20 in the first half the guy ends up 20 of 34 so it wasn't A flawless performance on offense. I thought we did a very good job managing the run game. I think Amari Cooper proves, you know, continues to prove that he can be your target leader in terms of receptions uh, and targets. David Njoku needs to focus on catching that ball in the first half. That was an easy first down that he dropped, but otherwise rebounding six catches 58 yards and it was nice to see Elijah Morgan in the end zone. So, Overall, I'd say it's pretty good in terms of the scoring because this game started off at the uh, the low end of the scale and made its way back up to the top.
0: Yeah, um, I think we struggled to get touchdowns in the uh, red zone, which was a bit annoying. Um, you know, if we have lost a game, that's probably where we lost a game with them. Too many field goals, but hey, you know, we won the game, so let's let's be positive. I'm gonna give the ball to Deshaun Watson. Um, I thought he led exceptionally well. Uh, made some real key throws, especially down the middle. I think that's definitely one of his sweet spots, is down through the middle. And uh, a very close second would be uh Njuku for Game Ball.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think definitely is it's Watson. That pass, I think it was second and nineteen where he, he launched it straight at Cooper. Um, that was really the turning moment late in the game where if you're second and 19, and you don't complete that, it, it's looking pretty terminal. Um, but no, d- delivered the ball, and there was that a few moments where you see those drives, and you're like, why can't we have that drive every every time we're on the field? Um, so some really 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 bright moments there.
2: Yeah, if you guys are going that route, I'm going the easy route because there was a guy out there in the Browns' offense who I thought just got some of the most physical tough yards you'll get on a football field that's Jerome Ford I think Jerome Ford is showing us that you know Jack I know we had we this story for another podcast the approach they had going into the offseason regarding the running backs two position um, was a little unique but Jerome Ford is out there he's fighting he's he's showing more strength than I would have probably initially gave him coming out of Cincinnati so yeah I think the key to the offense was manageable third downs you know and getting those Good four and five yard runs right out of the gate in terms of kind of keeping the sticks moving. So I'm going Jerome Ford easily on this one for me.
1: And he's the only reason he's out there and people wonder where's Pierre Strong is pass blocking. And they feel really, really comfortable with Jerome Ford out there because Pierre Strong's a slightly better rusher. But if you can't pass block, they don't want you on the field. Um, And that is until that happens, Pierre Strong is just going to be a special teams dude. Um, so yeah Jerome Ford comfortably his best game as a Cleveland Brown Um, he's sucking on the sort of statistical efficiency data but this will help move the needle and if we see see more of this for the second half of the season we can now have a conversation about his future Uh,
0: defence guys I'll let Ian start on this one well,
2: I mean, it's never easy when you spot the other team a touchdown, right? And then overall, I think some bad angles on the Keaton Mitchell uh, touchdown that kind of put us in that early hole 14 to nothing. And I'm sure Jim Schwartz had something to say. But overall, Jack, we talk about it. you got to make adjustments. And I think that after the Ravens got those first 14 points, outside of us spotting them that you know easy touchdown after the muffed punt, uh, the Odell touchdown, I think, listen, that's Mike Ford, Um, obviously not good to see Denzel work, go out with another head injury. I didn't know it was a cheap shot. I don't have to think. I know it was Ronnie Stanley. We all saw it. You're going to get a fine for that. That's bullshit. Um, the Ravens are kind of synonymous with that type of stuff. So I'm sure that once all the fines come out later this week, there's going to be a few other ones out there, but, Jack, it was funny. I saw your tweet. You were like, you know, I haven't seen Miles Garrett much today. I'm looking at the game, and I may have bet on the Miles Garrett to get a sack. It was a big, it was a big price to pay. But I'm like, has this guy even played today? Well, back to back plays, he comes out of a cannon, gets the sack. I think the defense, like the offense, really picked it up in the second half. I think they started carrying the momentum. I thought Taki Taki played really well from that linebacker's role. I thought he was stepping up, making some hits in the hole, covering Keaton Mitchell on the wheel route. Uh, coming on the first half, and then even kind of just keeping Gus Edwards in check because we know how much the Ravens love, love, and I mean love to run the ball. We're talking the number one rush offense in all of the football, and they didn't have a single guy over 41 yards. Lamar Jackson had 41 yards, Keaton Mitchell had 34 yards, uh, Gus Edwards had 24 yards, Justice Hill had seven. So 106 yards as a team. I think that's their season low. Overall defense, it wasn't great. And this is probably where I would lean seven. But they did get a pick six, so I'm going with the eight. Greg Newsom, thank you. Your first ever career interception taken to the house. Agent Zero no longer has the zero in the interception column.
0: Yeah, oh. I also think that um, uh, eight is a fair number. I thought the uh, they did very well stopping third downs. The interception was great. It won the game. I think without that interception, we've never won that game. So uh, it gave belief, it gave us hope. And um, it's exactly what we need more of going forward. Not giving the ball away
1: and winning more interceptions. So I, I'd i naturally sit with a seven here because it was one where... Yeah, the, the Miles Garrett one was hilarious because I, I tweeted it and it weren't just for comedic value. I was sat there thinking... I've not really seen much of him at all in this game and exactly the following two snaps was sack sack. Um, so I just tweeted it out with a, yeah, it deserved comedic value because it was, um, the way it it kind of rested. Grant Delpit didn't have his best day. Um, today it wasn't good. There was a couple of massive plays that he just slipped weren't close enough to where he should be. Um, and that needs to get cleaned up. Um, for me, though, penalties. The the two interceptions were great, but the penalties were unforgiving. Um, the fact that JOK, there was definitely a hold on that. The, the first Newsom one seemed a joke um, for me, but uh, JOK's was definitely a foul. And that kind of, when you're taking them off the field and you give them a TD, it's kind of the reverse of a... Um, pick six almost so for me I'm, I'm actually leaning a six here um we're talking 31 points um i get one of them tds is a turnover i i'm gonna make the case for a six because the penalties were pillar even if some of them were a little bit soft
2: i don't know paul it's up to you buddy Do you want to grant
0: permission on the seven? No? He shakes his head. Fuck it. I'm diplomatic today. We just won. I'm losing all my fancy.
1: But hey, I think we'll be diplomatic and go for a seven today. Seventh win of the season. We'll crack open seven-pointer for that. I love that. You can never go for a seven, but today you can. All right. I'll take it. Uh, Jack, we're six and three, aren't we? Well, we'll be seven next week. Oh, I like that, Jack. Those little twist,
0: You know, me being a data guy, as we all know, I was spot on. Honestly,
1: four we were seven wins, we? yeah. so. <laughs> Six and three.
0: Jack's had too many uh, ciders tonight. I hadn't even been drinking.
1: <laughs> okay. He's he's <laughs> trying
0: to track Dustin Hopkins' point totals, even though that was an easy win. Kef's oh, that bad boy. Yeah. Um, here we go. Uh, who are you going to give the game ball to in the defense? I'm going to give it with if to Smith. I thought he was outstanding all game. Ian's face is looking like I've just let it's the answer is Greg Newsom. It's Greg Newsom,
2: yeah. friend of the show, sister's friend of the show. He's a friend of the show.
1: It's got to be Greg Newsom. Jack's think, happy as well. With that. I don't think oh, I can yeah. go Greg because of the the flags. Um, certainly not Emerson. Emerson had a rough game. I, I think. Zedera Smith, I think, was just really, really good.
0: Oh, um, thanks, Jack.
1: Providing a chaos and an interesting one to note. Ford playing on the boundary confused me because naturally more suited to the slot. Um, so I'd expect Newsom to push out when Ward went out, but they actually kept Greg in the slot. So it's
2: probably a matchup. They like the matchup better. But uh, yeah, I mean, to be fair, Odell dusted off the dust for one catch for forty yards and treated it like he won the Super Bowl.
0: I like that. It was good. Well,
2: what do you think? Specials? So, I, all right, I'm Newsom. Paul, you're Zedaria Smith. Jack, you're – I'm Smith. Giving a contract. You're Smith as well. You're not giving a contract extension to JOK? No, certainly not. All right, specials. Four field goals, one or two on extra points. So, Dutton Hopkins. At the end of the day, when they were going down, I was like, all right. If he makes this field goal, he could totally redeem himself on the missed extra point because tie versus wind didn't really matter. Uh, our boy Bojo was hitting some bombers, 46 and 43, uh, 44 and a half yard average. Pierre Strong had one good return. All the rest were touchbacks. I mean, I, it's it's a 6-8 balance again. We're not going full on specials old on, on this old one. On. But the coverage to me is what the differentiator comes down to be. Um, I thought the muffed punt by James Proche pushes this easily to a six for me.
1: I I I think you've got to be down in the twos, threes range. Um, just for that muffed punt is you blocked, kick, you blocked a kick. You blocked the kick. You made four field goals. I'm going to make the case for three because oh. th- that. Ridiculous! That muffed punt, it was so close to costing them the entire game. It, it didn't cost it them didn't. the game.
2: It didn't. If my aunt had a dick, she'd be my uncle.
1: But the, it, it's but it didn't. unforgiving. How bad they, that! They play. didn't
2: block. If they didn't block the kick in the first half, they would have might have lost the game there too. So it's they just, had a blocked kick. They, Duvernay is a Pro Bowl returner. They kept him to basically a fifteen-yard average. So the coverage was good. Um, I don't yeah, need to see return. James
1: Foshee and the Browns again. He can go. Well, he, you know what it was—is
2: he's busted. Send him back to the Ravens. Ravens. I was going to say those Ravens guys, but yeah, no, definitely. I mean, a block kick—they make the game-winning field goal. It's definitely higher than a three.
0: Child, please, I got to veto that, Paul. Paul, speak some sense into this, man. Don't look at me for like hierarchy. I'm one of you all. Well, what's your grade then? Ten. 10 for special teams, guy, I love it. Work out the averages, no. Yeah, it it kicked when we mattered. Uh, Yes, we had the fumble. Six out
1: of 10. I've got to find this line from, um, what's his name? Because it was phenomenal. Um, So the line from Dustin Hopkins, because he was interviewed after the game. I feel a bit like an arsonist that gets to put out his own fire, then gets a pat on the back, and it was just the perfect comment for like what goes through a kicker's head because right, um, six out of 10. Been there it is. So Good this year, um, and an absolute smashing it, and people panicking in preseason because of Cade York, and all along it was like, don't don't panic and bring someone in now. You've got to see this out the and see what shakes loose at the end of uh, preseason. And the guy's been money. Money, money, money.
2: And listen, the Chargers, Dicker the Kicker's been great too. So good for them.
0: But yeah, so all right, so it's a six. It's it's Let it be written, let it be done. Uh, Ian, it's mental health month. Can we stop like just ignoring Jack's input into this? We're a woke podcast, so we must listen and take on board everyone's views. Paul,
2: as you saw in the fine print at the bottom, gingers are actually excluded from Mental Health Month because they're actually the cause of most people's Mental Health Month. So we have to kind of be very sensitive to the gingers, understanding that they're actually excluded in this case.
0: So just to be really clear, any gingers who are suicidal at the moment, we are available to listen to you. Don't listen to Ian. He's got a yellow card for his comments. And uh, Jack, we have listened to your thoughts. And... You know, they're very fair points. And uh, we acknowledge it, but I think we're going to go for a six. I'm cool with that. Uh, who can you going to give the
1: game ball to to the special team? I I think so you've, got go, you've got to go Hopkins. Bojo we'll deserves a special like shout out, but it, it goes to Hopkins. Especially when you have such a great quote. And I That's think, an I, easy one. I want to hand out a fourth game ball here. To Kevin Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski. I think he, he is well-deserving of it. It's so often that the Steelers win a game and it's like, hey, it's not, it's not been perfect. Give Mike Tomlin like the greatest head coach of all time behind Bill Belichick. And this time you add Kevin Stefanski. He's been dealing all season. The man's been great.
2: Listen, at the end of the day, coaches and teams are like marriages, right? You're not going to have every day is going to be great. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days with your wife or your husband, okay? At the end of the day, Kevin Stefanski is the type of guy you want. He gets fired up. People always say that about emotions. He was getting fired up a little bit today. That's what we like to see on the sidelines. That two-point conversion they hit, Stefanski, he was lighting the world on fire there. So I think this is a guy, he's 11 games over 500 with a team as perennial, as losers as the Browns have been. He's changing the culture. He's got a hardworking team. Claude likes him. Roxy likes him. My daughter likes him. Everybody likes him. He's a good-looking guy. He represents the city
1: well. Definitely team Stefanski. I'm probably going to try call up 92-3 the fan for a bit of a pink Carmen and a... uh in the lineup? morning. Just, just, just to... Uh... Fight back against the tide because they they get weekly callers like 24 7 of like fire Kevin Stefanski, everything's doomed. And you saw it all over Twitter. It was like just because the game didn't start well, that it was Kevin Stefanski's fault that Deshaun Watson threw the interception, that Jim Swartz's defense didn't stop him before they scored a touchdown. It was like you got to fire him after going 14 0 down. It's like, what part of that is his fault, Jack? Browns fans are
2: emotional creatures. They've been beaten and just tortured for so many years. They just have lost a lot of their sense of reality and rational thinking. So, but listen, we're moving on to Pittsburgh. It's time to win another division game. I think it's just one of those ones where you got to keep the train going, right? You just got to keep the momentum going. They split against the Ravens. They obviously beat the Bengals. You know, it's one of those ones. They just got to They got to keep, keep going. And a good way to do that. Is the follow up, avenge that loss to the Steelers in week two was it, Paul, right? Week two, right? Um, They need to come back. They need to split with the Steelers, split with the Ravens, go into the, uh, let's see, it'll be three and two then in the division, I believe, right?
1: How about we just fuck on everyone, 13 and three, and rest our starters against the Bengals?
2: I'm all for that. I'm all for that. So... Good stuff. All right, Paul, you sleeping, you're waking. I know you've had a long day. Those Extinction Rebellion people, Remembrance Day, and all the other protests in London. It's been kicking off.
0: It's been a crazy weekend, to be honest. The Browns won. Chelsea came back and got a four-all draw. The protests had a big night out last night. Got laid. You name it. It's been a big week. And it's an impressive slate, my friend. Impressive slate. Can you edit that bit out said so I got laid? Because someone may listen to it and I might get in trouble. No, we're leaving that one in. Sorry, no editing abilities.
2: Oh, we're right with. off the cup here. The Super 73 in the background, we're ready to go.
0: Great, great, great. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns.